Welcome to the Coaching Cast, your working from home managers club, here to check in with you weekly to share your highs and your lows and remind you that you're not alone and acknowledge that there are many of us all in this situation together outside of your living room, home office, car, wherever you may be, and that we're all riding this crazy train all together whilst trying to be the best coach, leader, manager, and let's be honest, person, human being that we can be. I'm Lisa Robin Wood, founder of Grip Corporate Coaching, personal performance coach and leader and chief eye roller when it comes to all nonsensical corporate mumbo jumbo, which suffocates rather than advocates. And I'm Susie Hunt, a business coach, leadership and sales mentor at Future You Coaching, currently taking on my hardest coaching assignment to date, parenting a one-year-old who certainly doesn't like being questioned. In this podcast, we aim to explore the leadership and coaching techniques required to navigate and survive the current business environment, masks and social distancing measures included. Each episode will present different topics which we will explore and discuss with support from some special guests along the way, sharing ideas, hints and tips as we go. We won't tell you what to do because we hate that, but we'll share and invite you to take away whatever you want. So happy listening and off we go. In today's episode, we're discussing how to stay connected and build effective relationships whilst working remotely, which we've all been doing for a really long time. And that's building relationships with your team and also with your colleagues. If you stick with us, we'll gain hopefully some new ideas to try for yourself to support in building, maintaining and growing those relationships which are most important to you in the workplace. So let's get into it for this week. So Lisa, how are you? How are you doing? So to be honest, this week, I have actually really struggled at points. I felt really lonely and actually really fed up as well, which I'm sure there are many of us who can relate to to that and that particular feeling. Um, And fed up because I've really wanted um, real authentic connection not Zoom calls. I know we're on a Zoom call right now, but not <laughs> Zoom calls and not over the phone. I want face to face. And I was really down in the dumps, feeling sorry for myself, a bit woeful. And it was actually one of my best friend's birthdays. And my best friend's girlfriend had organized a surprise Zoom birthday call for her. And a number of us were due to join. And I just was like, I'm just not in the mood for this. I, it's not what I want. It's, it's not how I want to see people. To be quite frank, I just couldn't be bothered, which is awful, I know. And anyway, I went on the call and it was amazing. And it was so great to see people. And as soon as everyone's faces started popping up on the screen in, in the tiling arrangement, I felt completely different. And listening to my friends, seeing their lovely faces, I felt really energized. And it was so lovely to have just idle conversation and non- nonsense chat, to be honest. You know, like just lots of j- jokes and stupidity. And we had a whole, we had a ridiculous debate over the price of cashew nuts, which 
they are outra- <laughs> they are outrageous to be fair they are outrageous why I is cashew that. so expensive they're <laughs> bloody bloody delicious but bloody expensive i could actually tell you about why they're so expensive it's because it's a very complicated procedure to uh, extract them um, because actually they're quite dangerous off the tree but anyway that's a whole oh. another podcast episode probably. i was gonna say well, that's definitely another podcast uh, episode but anyway um yeah i think my key learning from it really was it was totally down to my mindset and how I was thinking about going on the Zoom call and the fact that because it wasn't the format that I wanted, I wasn't necessarily willing to play ball. And yet once I was on the call and I'd seen everybody and enjoyed the conversation and the laughs and the stupidity, (laughs) it was brilliant. And for God's sake, at the moment, it's better than nothing, isn't it? So, yeah, so had a bit of a dip in the middle but definitely ended the week in a better place which is good okay good. What, about, well, what about you my love well firstly I'm glad to hear that your week improved and um yeah my week didn't necessarily involve any cashew nuts but um it's been okay thank you yeah not too bad nothing particularly too dramatic to report which I think in these times is actually really good uh, and I'm grateful for so yeah I think um just the usual really continuing to work from home parenting at home and I'm coaching as well some pretty awesome leaders at the moment which has been a real kind of tonic and a good kind of distraction from what's going on and also I think in the last week I've managed to get out and walk a bit more I've I'd kind of got out of the routine of doing that in from lockdown because in lockdown I was on maternity leave and I was walking with my son probably like twice a day once a day um and I've kind of got out of the habit of doing that but I've got back I've got back on the road in the last week listened to some podcasts and some music uh, and that had really kind of got me going again so uh, I've, I've enjoyed it being outdoors so um not too bad actually I'll, I'll take it as, as weeks go I'll take it excellent stuff getting outside I think that is a huge help at the moment and actually feels like such a luxury yeah definitely cool so should we get cracking with today's topic let's do it Excellent. So today we're discussing, as Susie said, how to build and maintain effective relationships and connectedness with your teams and with your colleagues when you're working remotely and unable to see anyone physically. From the discussions I've had across my network over the last couple of weeks with friends and colleagues, the one thing everyone has said is how much they miss physically seeing people and being able to spend time with individuals. Working remotely clearly has its benefits, and we've talked about it before. It gives flexibility, it gives us more time, and it definitely helps us to save money when it comes to commuting, not paying for additional lunches, etc. But loneliness is a real issue. Those moments and meetings of being able to bounce ideas off one another and absorb the energy from a room full of like-minded, knowledgeable and experienced individuals is no longer happening. I recently spoke to an old colleague of mine and he said, and I loved this, that he missed the serendipitous moments of being in the office and just catching small but impactful conversations, totally spontane- uh, spontaneously, informally, but those that really built really quick instant connections with people, solved problems and answered questions. So how do we build and maintain effective relationships and plug this gap that's created from working away from one another? So here are our thoughts and ideas for how. So Susie, let's start with 
exploring a bit deeper about connectedness and effective relationships and what they actually are and what they mean to us. So answer for me this statement, connectedness is. Okay, thank you. So connectedness is for me, I think it does actually mean different things to different people. But for me, it's about relating to others' perspectives and ideas Um, And it's probably one of the most important components of a kind of high performing business culture and also keeping culture strong uh, within a workplace and an organization. And that in turn has benefits. So it positively impacts both engagement of your um, of your staff, but also um, helps positively impact performance as well. So, yeah, I think for me, that's how I would view connectedness. What about you? So I think connectedness is easy, open, relaxed conversation in its simplest term. That's that's how I think of it. So when I felt connected with people, it's when I truly felt that there is no pretense. So we can have a conversation as and when needed on pretty much any subject at any level. And I think it takes time to build and grow it because it requires trust. So it's not necessarily an easy thing to achieve. However, I think it's a fairly easy thing to start. So I think you can start connecting with people fairly quickly if you have the intention to do so. And that begins with reaching out and having conversations. But I think then to really achieve what the absolute epitome of how I feel of connectedness is, it just takes that time to just keep building it. Yeah, I love that um, statement there. You just said about it's an easy thing to start. Um, I think that's 100% true. Everybody can, you know, say hello, ask a question to somebody um, they work with when it's on the phone, on on a Zoom call, whatever it might be, even when they're out and about um, walking, etc. And actually, the more you do that with somebody and just show an interest, the more that kind of informal, natural connection will build. So, yeah, I love that. I think that's a really good little um, sentiment to take away. Oh, thanks. So what about effective relationships then? So again, similar style. So effective relationships are? Yeah. So effective relationships are, I think, built from consistent actions that foster trust, teamwork, communication, and mutual respect from those that we work with. Uh, in, the, in obviously a workplace setting, the more comfortable we are, I think, with those that we work with, the more confident we will be in um, voicing our thoughts, problem solving together, taking risks and, and just generally working together. Uh, and when people see this way of working thrive and, and really kind of deliver it will um, increase morale and productivity. So yeah, that's probably how I would summarize kind of those uh, relationships. I really like what you said about consistent action. When you think yeah. of consistent actions to maintain or enable effective relationships, what sort of actions are you 
thinking about? Yeah, so I think a solution around how you actually create that in this remote world that we all um, continue to find ourselves in is for me around encouraging sharing. So kind of being prescriptive. So what I mean by that is having a slot. So it could be like a motivational Monday, but just like a little slot in the day that's diarized where everyone is encouraged to share some stories of perhaps their weekend or have they just got a new like running PB or have they just seen a really cool fun little quote on Instagram that they wanted to share that's really motivational and it can be done on you know WhatsApp can be done on a Teams call can be done on email if needed uh, on a call but I think just creating those opportunities to share will build connectiveness and will build help to build more real and authentic relationships with people but my one flag is that that does not become a forced activity by creating that space and time to do it it absolutely has to be about providing an opportunity to share if you want to and create those connections but it's not a tick box exercise of you know we must share something from our like weekend or what's going on in our life right now or something that we've seen on social media it has to be authentic because otherwise people will see straight through that oh, I really like that we'll have to uh, stick that on the uh, top tips board for the end I've written it down so just to summarize then encouraging sharing diarize the space to do so but set up as an invitation rather than a must do so that it remains authentic genuine and not a tick box exercise cool yeah really like that so when I was thinking about effective relationships I really like it actually because you're thinking at it um, about it at quite a macro level which is really nice because actually I've thought about this at a micro level so I've thought about this very much about myself um it's all about me so I suppose as a nice contrast, when I was thinking about effective relationships, I was thinking about it in the context of it's all about where I can be myself because being myself has actually in the last, I think probably about six years, been so important to me as a bit of a realisation of I'm at my best when I can be myself and I get the most out of um, working and being part of an organisation when I can be myself. And the best relationships I've had, and I would say this is true of personal as well as work, is where I can just be me and that's okay. And I'm not judged. So I think that's where it still comes back to linking to the connectedness where it's about being able to be honest and open and where there's clearly trust there. And um, those are the relationships, I think, where I feel I get the most out of them and actually I feel like I can contribute the most back as well so that's what I was very much thinking about and I and I was thinking you know in terms of being able to create that trust it comes back to and I think you've said this already so I I, I hopefully you know either paraphrasing it or I'll build on it but that actual genuine interest in a person and asking a question because you really do want to know the answer and investing the time in actually doing that in a conscious way and I think it takes practice and it definitely takes some work for new relationships clearly because you're finding your way with one another so it may feel a bit clunky 
but I think if you stick with it that's where it becomes more natural as you get to know one another because it's two-way as well yeah definitely that consistency is key I think yeah and I think unlocking a lot of this yeah consistent action is what you said and I think that's definitely a takeaway for me but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be repetitive and become boring because I think that's often I think often in the workplace we're all probably guilty of just keeping doing the same thing and sticking with it when clearly you can see the energy's gone (laughs) and the interest is gone and people are bored of it so I do think it is about consistent action and maybe it's about consistent intention so your intention stays Ooh, I like the same. That. Like consi- your intention stays the same and you continue to work to implement and evolve the, the action that's right at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And that's where your emotional intelligence kicks in as well. Um, to know kind of how you need to flex your um, approach with a person in order to achieve that. Just to go back to something you said um, before, so you said a really interesting thing, which is around you had a realisation that you needed to be yourself in order to kind of be the most connected and the most purposeful in what you do. Just to help the listeners, like, how did you get to the point where you had that realisation? What did that look like for you? So... The realization came from, and act, well, actually, if I'm well, being blatant, I hired a coach. Um, <laughs> I hired a personal development coach, and it was because I was really unhappy in my job, and had been for about twelve months, and tried loads of different things to fix it, but nothing had worked effectively. So it was getting to that point where I was going to leave the organization. But actually, deep down, I knew I didn't really want to go. I really liked the organization as a whole and I liked the role I had what speaking out loud to somebody because essentially I think that's where the benefit came to me was speaking aloud about how I felt admitting to it not hiding from it or being ashamed of it because it actually the way I was feeling at the time I felt like a failure so I didn't really want to speak it out loud to anybody um but I think sharing it openly with a professional and expert um so who this professional coach was enabled me to explore what was happening to cause me to feel the way that I was feeling and a big part of what I learned was that actually I was trying to fit in with a manager and a team that was going against who I actually was okay so I was pretending to be someone I wasn't and it made me feel really uncomfortable. It didn't align to my values. It wasn't enabling me to be who I actually am. So it was exhausting and it was uncomfortable and it was painful. And I think what I learned through that experience was actually it was okay to be who I was or am and that it was fine that I didn't fit in. It just was one of those things and I didn't have to keep trying to force myself into that situation actually all I needed to do was identify what I wanted to do where my skill set was best um, positioned where my skills and my personality even best fit and 
identify a decent move that enabled me to to be myself but actually while that took place and that transition happened just better understanding that about the situation enabled me to continue with it much more comfortably because I just realized what was really going on and I was no longer angry with myself Mm. I wasn't angry or frustrated or upset with my manager or my peers because actually it wasn't their fault either you know they were they are also allowed to be who they are it just simply was that it wasn't right for me and that was okay and I was allowed to have that feeling and I was allowed to go and find something else and I was also allowed to just accept that it was not the right role yeah so what I'm hearing is is that actually the process of just kind of pausing speaking out loud in terms of how you were feeling why you were feeling that way why it was important to you how it linked into the current situation regarding your you know your job was a a real changing point for you and I think one of the things that perhaps we would invite you to take away is actually just taking a moment to kind of pause and just have a chat to somebody whether that's a friend whether that is a coach whether that's a colleague just around like how you're feeling why that is Um, and that's where the the role of those really important and and unique and and genuine uh, questions come in about caring about other people can facilitate some of that conversation coming through Uh, and it's great to hear your story around how that conversation really impacted you and allowed you to then move forward with both your emotion, but also in terms of your, your next step and your action plan. Oh, thanks. Thanks for sharing. Always happy to share, probably a bit (laughs) too much, I suspect. Um, (laughs) So we've talked a bit about what connectedness means to us and what effective relationships mean for us, how we would describe those. What do you think, the biggest challenges are at the moment to achieving that optimum for both? Yeah, so I think the more that our interactions and our tasks become digital, so literally taken away from us in terms of how we would naturally approach something or or carry out something, the harder it becomes to maintain that authentic connectedness with what we're doing in terms of our actual kind of task um, productivity, but also with those relationships with others that we're either starting or trying to start to build or maintain. And I think it's hard. That's, That's really, really tough. And I think at the moment with the world, how it is, that's probably one of the biggest challenges. The technology side of things and how it's getting in the way of personal. Yeah, I think at the minute, like technology is both a brilliant thing and also a slight hindrance. It's kind of like this weird kind of love-hate relationship that sits there around the role that it can play in your life and how it, it can amazingly help you because you can talk to people still you can you know still have input and do stuff and but at the same time it it doesn't help our interpersonal skills and how we build those and improve those and and kind of live delivering them and and it's yeah I think it's 
it's kind of a, a hindrance, but also a, a great enabler at the same time. I feel quite conflicted about it. And I think that's a space I was in when I was sharing my story of this week. Okay. In that I have the same confliction. However, I think for me personally, a lot of that is stuck within my mindset. Okay. So I think I see it as a barrier when actually the majority of the time it's not a barrier because it is an enabler. And if it wasn't in existence, I wouldn't be able to talk to, I wouldn't be able to see anybody. I think that's what I was reflecting on in terms of, yes, there is a challenge here because of it's removing the personal physical interaction. But actually, we've used telephones and actually we use video conferencing before all of this started. Yeah. And telephones have enabled and supported many personal connections that I have with people. And I think actually just picking up the phone can give you that same spontaneity that you had before of seeing somebody in the corridor yes it requires that person to be available to pick it up don't get me wrong it's not as easy as just being able to like grab somebody and say let's have a quick chat but you can still create spontaneous moments of connectedness through picking up the telephone and just giving somebody a call and we shouldn't forget that and it's quite again it's quite a simple and easy one but I think we're putting ourselves in the way of doing it and I think there is a lot of and actually I've I kind of Get, I've got this sense from catching up with people in my network from various industries that there is this sense of I must book in a call, I must book in a face-to-face and because it's a, I have to book it in and it's formal, it doesn't feel spontaneous, it doesn't feel relaxed and actually I'm just not doing it. Mm. And I kind of said, well, who says you have to book it in? Mm. Obviously, I get that it increases the opportunity that it's actually going to happen, but actually sometimes those amazing moments happen when you just go for it. Yeah. And part of me thinks that one of the biggest challenges some of us have at the moment is just overthinking it all. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and I think to, to build on that in terms of a solution, one of the things I've tried to do is kind of value the role that technology brings so you can still be connected like like you've talked about, but also taking that into maybe a different space. So for example, you know, downloading the Teams app and on your phone, putting your headphones in and going for a walk, but talking to somebody at the same time. Um, So you get a breath of fresh air, you get a change of scenery, but equally you're still building connectedness through just having that conversation and, you know, asking these questions and having that more spontaneity, but it's in less of a formal environment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably one way of overcoming that. Great stuff. Do you think it's different when we're talking about connectedness when you're thinking about different people? So we've talked about it, I think, in respect of our teams and groups of people. And you offered that great idea of diarising time in the diary every week and inviting people to share if they would like to as a consistent intention and action. And we've talked about picking up the phone and talking to people. What about when it comes to different levels of individuals in the organization and your relationship to them? So for example, stakeholders. 
Yeah, um, it's a great question. <clears throat> and I think that one that I would encourage all the listeners to have a, a real, just kind of, again, pause and, and think about. For me, I would say it's probably no different. Everybody is in the same boat, probably feeling a bit strange. You know, this this situation we find ourselves in working from home has gone on for a really long time. So actually, I would bet that a lot of people, including stakeholders, just feel exactly the same as you. So reaching out, having that phone call, having that chat on a walk, actually, they're probably really welcome that as well. So I would kind of encourage you not to necessarily change anything and overthink it, but just do what instinctively feels like the right thing to do for that person. Um, If you know that person, if you don't, and they're a brand new stakeholder and you need to start building a connection, perhaps first of all, like send a diarized invite to catch up over the phone and then judge it from there on in. So if that person, you know, happened to be out walking whilst you were talking to them, you know that next time you could put in like a walk and talk with them. So you'd need to play that by ear and and adapt it. But um, yeah, my advice would be not to overthink it. Yeah, which I think there's a bit of a theme of here. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're all guilty of it, aren't we? The overthinking. Cool. Yeah. So to summarise then, I've kind of jotted down what I think we're saying our kind of three tips are for this week. So I've got consistent intention and action to support connecting with others. So set up in your diary, invite to share with the team. And this is not a tick box exercise. And remember that the intention can stay the same, which is to build connectedness and grow effective relationships. But the means to do so can be flexible and adjust and evolve that over time depending on what is working best or not for you and the team that you support so number two just pick up the phone have a conversation have a chat and thirdly don't overthink it so just catch yourself if you are and remember that we're all human beings we're all in the situation we're in at home and actually all of us can benefit from having that conversation and connecting with others yeah cool just give it a go guys just give it a go see how you get on brilliant love it okay so it's now time for this week's listener question this is where you the listener send us your workplace dilemmas or questions and we try and answer them and offer some suggestions so um we're gonna hear this week's listener question which i think is from sarah Hi Lisa and Susie, this is Sarah from Folkestone. My question for you both is, how do you come back from a disappointing performance review when you've worked really, really hard and you're really proud of what you've achieved during um, an unprecedented year as we've had with COVID? Um, You've been juggling childcare where your two under fives have been off work um, or children generally have been off work and you've been homeschooling and juggling work, very demanding, a demanding role. Um, and you get given a, a very disappointing performance rating. How do you come back from that and move forward in a positive way? Thanks very much. Okay. Thanks, Sarah, for your uh, question, which I'm sure will resonate with a lot of people. So Lisa, what are your thoughts on this? 
So my heart goes out to Sarah because I think we can all relate to this one. We've all been there. And I do, and I don't mean to be dramatic when I say this, the disappointment from a conflicting performance review when it differs so hugely from your own, I think is crushing. And that is how I would describe it because that's how I felt at the, in my, in my own um, experience of this happening. I think what I would say is that to help you to move forwards from this, it is about seeing where the opportunity lies in what has happened. Now, I'm not saying that that happens immediately. And I think you have to enable yourself to feel the sting and the hurt for a period of time so you can digest that and then create space to move on. And it's fine. Like you're allowed to be disappointed and it's okay. So I think that's what I would say first. But then I think it's about to in order in order for this to be a situation that you can get over, it's about seeking the opportunity within it. So what I would recommend doing is, and it will, it may hurt, it may be the absolute opposite of what you want to do, but I think it's important to seek the understanding of where this perspective has come from. So setting up time with your manager and exploring with them what has driven their review score and really challenging them to give you the specific details because that is the only way that you will be able to gain an understanding. You may not agree with them in what they say and that's not what this is about. It's not agreeing with them, but it's about understanding their perspective and where it comes from so that you can better work with what what's happened um and as i said if you you can ultimately ignore what they say in my opinion um because you have to take away from it what you will but i do think it's it's seeking that opportunity this scenario reminds me hugely of a book that i've I've read so i wanted to share that if it was helpful um which i have read before which has helped me hugely in these sorts of scenarios when they've happened to me so the book is called be bulletproof how to achieve success in tough times at work. It's written by James Brooke and Simon Brooke. Brooke, both spelt with an E at the end. You can get it on various um, platforms, Amazon included. Um, I highly recommend reading it. It's got some great techniques and suggestions for dealing with, with these kind of situations. And we'll put that book on our Instagram page if anyone wants to um, have a look at it again and be reminded of the title. Cool. What about you, Susie? Has this happened to you? So, yeah, firstly, I would say to Sarah, um, well done. It's a it's a tough situation that you found yourself in with the homeschooling, trying to work and deliver stuff and, and move things forward in both at home and at work. So um, hats off to you. I think um, it's you know, many of us who are parents can relate to that situation. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of say and reiterate from Lisa, you know, well done. Um, yeah, round of applause. Um, You've got this. You're winning. Superhero. <laughs> Absolutely. But do you know what? I think just to build on what Lisa's already said, it can be hard to recover. Um, and actually, 
you know, you're allowed to feel bruised and a bit annoyed with the situation and, and, and high emotion around it as well. But before you do anything, my suggestion would be you just pause, just pause for a few days for a moment um, and to spend some time reflecting and breaking the situation down so that you can really process the emotion that's attached to it for you understandably capture what the issues were or have been in the year or what the issues were with the conversation itself with your manager if if that played a part into how you're feeling as well at the moment and then I think the next step is have a look at what you could control and what you couldn't control within those scenarios Um, and ask yourself what you could have done differently and capture those learnings um because I think that process as as will help you just break things down and perhaps look at things in a more calm and measured way with the emotion attack like detached from um how you're how you're feeling and thinking and the final piece which is Lisa has, has already said and, and I would absolutely 100% echo is when things have settled for you ask your manager for a further conversation to deeper explore the reasonings and the um kind of drivers behind the ratings and, and the conversation itself and also be honest in in what you've taken out of the experience and how perhaps that experience has made you feel and and perhaps where you are now so if you've been through a journey I would encourage you to share that with your manager because actually that will fundamentally grow the relationship you have with your manager in a positive way if they are a good manager and if they're not get them to listen to this podcast Um, (laughs) if any of you who are listening have your own thoughts on this and would like to share contact us at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk or Instagram at The Coaching Cast. This next part of our show is called Bullshit Bingo. A fun focus feature where we call out phrases which get commonly and frequently used in the workplace that make us cringe. Today's Bullshit Bingo is pivot. In the context of doing something different to what was originally planned. <laughs> God. Pivot. 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 All I ever think about is Ross from Friends. Same. Pivot. It's one of my favourite Friends episodes of all time when they're trying to get that bloody couch up. It's so funny. But it just reminds me of Ross, an American. And it is, it's difficult, I think, because it does feel like a, a very American-ism. And it doesn't fit, I don't think, in our vocabulary in England as well. It's funny, actually. My best friend works, well, she lives in America, has done for 10 years, and she uses this word. And when she uses it, I can't help it. I do laugh out loud. And actually, I think myself and my friends on our friendship group all wind her up about it. I just can't take it seriously. Isn't that bad? But I think it is because of Ross. I blame Ross Schwimmer. Yeah. Not Ross Schwimmer. I blame Ross, David Schwimmer. <laughs> Ross Geller. 
Ross Geller. Yeah, I'm the same. So every time I've heard it recently, I immediately just think of Ross from Friends trying to get that sofa up those stairs. <laughs> uh, pivot. Um, and I think it's quite jarring. Like every time I hear it, I kind of think, oh, I'm not sure about that. Um, and I never kind of move beyond that, even the more times I hear it. Um, so for me, it doesn't quite work. I think just say what you mean, which is we need to do some stuff differently. Yeah, yeah. we just need to change this. <laughs> just need to stop what we're doing and change it. So we're coming to the end of our episode today and we're going to summarize what we've discussed. So we've been talking about maintaining and building effective relationships and maintaining connectedness while working remotely away from one another. So our top tips for you to try this week on the magical whiteboard of knowledge and wisdom, we're suggesting number one, consistent intention and action to support connecting with others. And Susie offered diarized time specifically to do this with your team every week. Invite people to share. So invite is the key and share in respect of anything about what's going on to build that connection with one another. If people don't want to, it's fine. But let's also remember this is not a tick box exercise. And if it's not working, change the action. But the intention has to be clear about why you're doing it number two just pick up the phone that creates some spontaneity in this current situation it's not formal it doesn't have to be diarized just pick up the phone and have a conversation Susie suggested while out on a walk walk and talk I think that's a great idea I think walking in itself while having a chat enables you to remove some of that formality around the conversation because you're no longer at a desk and you're no longer in front of a laptop and thirdly don't overthink it I think we could probably say that about a lot of things, but don't overthink this because that in itself will create forcedness. It will create discomfort. It won't help you to be relaxed. So just do it. Just what's the worst that could happen? My favorite question. So to support and inspiring and motivating you this week, this week to put these ideas into place, ask yourself these following questions. Write down three individuals you're going to connect with this week. What action are you going to take to connect with them? How are you going to do it? And when are you going to do it? And then just do it. Do it. Do it. Number two, like Susie and I have done today, answer for yourself what connectedness is and what effective relationships are. And once you've taken your learnings from answering both of those statements, how are you going to move yourself forward to achieve this for you and then lastly if you're feeling uncertain about all of this still ask yourself what is the worst that will happen and what will thinking and behaving differently give you we hope you enjoyed today and have some new ideas to take away and try for yourselves if you have any questions thoughts or feedback we'd love to hear from you Contact us at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk or on Instagram at thecoachingcast. Your support means everything. Therefore, if you like what you've heard, then please give us a like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe to future episodes. In our next episode, we'll be discussing how to motivate yourself and others remotely and sharing our ideas for you to go and try. 
So that's all we've got time for today. Uh, I've really enjoyed today. Thank you, Lisa, for uh, that chat around connectedness and uh, building hopefully really good future-proof effective relationships when we're back all in the office we've done the hard work remotely so yeah I've really enjoyed it thank you very much you too Suze always a pleasure so to end today we are going to share one of our favorite song recommendations music's really important to both of us and we find music to be a huge motivator and an uplifter I would say a great mood changer so I'm going to share my recommendation for a song today to set yourself up for the rest of the day it is by an amazing group actually who we both mutually love called Bears Den and the track is Red Earth and Pouring Rain go have a listen and enjoy have a great day you've got this <laughs>